Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Song Guy Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Song Guy with you along with our brand new co-host, the good son, Andrew Michelson. Andrew, welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. Glad to be aboard. Absolutely. Now, real quick, before we jump into things with our guests for today, if you are looking for some pro wrestling in the next couple of days for Veterans Day weekend, tonight, WCWO in Indianapolis, Indiana at the Outlaw Arena, PPW happening in Dyer, Tennessee, tomorrow night, Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana, Massive Wrestling in Lawrenceville, Illinois, Live Pro Wrestling in Kincaid, Illinois, 907 in Anchorage, Alaska, MSWA in Rockwood, Tennessee, Emerge in Columbus, Indiana, and Brew City Wrestling in Ochi, Wisconsin. Without any further ado, I want to welcome our guest to the program today. He is out of the great state of West Virginia, Spooky Lou. Carpen Barker, thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, Spooky Lou, this being your first time with us, I will ask you our traditional first-timer question. What got you into the pro wrestling industry? Whew, that's a that's a crazy question, but I'll I'll try to make it quick for you. I've always loved wrestling since I was a kid. It's been my main thing. Back in 2009, 2010, I dabbled. I had a couple matches. Never did train. I'm not a trained wrestler. But uh, once they wanted me to train, I said, well, why don't I do security? Why don't I do camera? Uh, when you were starting out as far as, like, doing security and camera and things like that, did you find that promoters – would use you more readily because you had done a couple of matches where since you were not trained, were people a little more leery of using you? Putting an untrained talent in the ring. Here we go. So, yeah, I kind of... Oh, I think we lost you there, Lou. All right, do we got Lou with us? Yeah, I'm not hearing him. Uh-oh. 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 Oh. I hear you guys. Okay, there we go. There we go. There you go. Now I'm hearing him. Virginia, man, I'm sorry. (laughs) No worries. All right, so we were asking about if guys were using you because they knew you or because you were not trained, if they were kind of shying away. 
Yeah, see, that's the thing. Uh, back then, it was some bonehead promoters. Uh, honestly, they were using me for everything they could, but I decided to go on the other side of the guardrail. It was it wasn't the best uh, place to be then. I uh, focused on my family and on my job, and as of just a couple years ago, then I got back with a really good promotion here locally, Real Shoot Wrestling, and I've been rocking and rolling with them ever since. It was kind of me that stepped away from things back then. Now, you are similar to us in that you not only work in the wrestling business itself, but you also run a wrestling podcast. What attracted you to that aspect of the business? That's a good question. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. This is what happened. I went to a Real Shoot Wrestling show. My friend was on the card, and I loved it. I thought the talent was great. And then I start getting messages that I was sent there to be a spy. I was spying for another uh, wrestler that used to work for him. And it was just too much to type on Twitter. I said, I've been thinking about doing this pod YouTube so I can say my piece. He's talking about. Oh, we lost you again, Lou. Oh, man, that was the good stuff, too. How crazy. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. We'll just blame no the West worries. Virginia area. This can be treacherous. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. I hear you guys. I apologize. But, uh, yeah, I was. can you hear me now? Yep, yeah. you're all good now. Yeah. Basically, some drama went down that was too much to type on Twitter, and I said, well, let's start this podcast. And it just kind of blew up from there. It was just too much to type. I wanted to say it in 15 minutes. I said it in 15 minutes. It caught some. We've been talking and rolling. Oh, do we lose you one more time? I'm I'm hearing you. I'm not sure what's oh, going on. I'll tell you what. I'll go out it. on my. Okay. <laughs> I'm walking around trying to get a better connection around here. I apologize. <laughs> no worries. And when you yeah, do I was the saying, podcast, uh, uh, is it more of a local type of situation where you bring in guys that you work with at Real Shoot Wrestling, or is it more uh, open to anybody in the industry comes on? How do you do your guests? I'm glad you asked. We do have a lot of local guys because I take a lot of pride in what's going on locally. We have a lot of great local guys. But at the same time, I have friends in Argentina that work. I have uh, a lot of great friends in Australia. Shout out to APW and War and all the great promotions out in Australia. Uh, it's it's an international podcast for sure. Now, do you follow wrestling in Argentina and Australia and places like that, or I do. are you relying more on you? guys and they explain what's happening i i do follow it uh youtube's a great resource man i mean it's all right there for you or iwtv or fight uh there's a lot of great resources where you can follow these federations i do i do follow them that's fantastic now for the uninitiated mm-hmm. that are not familiar with real shoot wrestling 
as someone that is working with the digital media team there, how would you explain what Real Shoot Wrestling is? Okay, I'm glad I get this opportunity. First time I saw an RSW flyer, I said, who are they trying to fool Real Shoot Wrestling? How silly. And got involved with it, all these grounds in Real Shoot Wrestling. Uh, Tim Cross has an eye for talent, has for years. He brings in the best from Ohio, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. The matches really speak for themselves. I I can't recommend highly enough to check out Real Shoot Wrestling. Uh, they've been knocking it out of the park for years. But especially in 2023, 2022, man, they just hit another level. Uh, the fans are eating it up. We're having a good time, and the fans are having a great time. It's a good time to be a West Virginia wrestling fan. I know that you work in digital media for Real Shoot Wrestling. As far as that specific company goes, what do they entail as far as their digital media presence? A lot of it's Facebook, a lot uh, because they have a lot of followers on Facebook. Their YouTube channel was a little stagnant when I came around. So I said, I can edit. Give me the matches. Let me edit the matches and put them on the YouTube channel for you. So uh, throughout the year, I've been posting new stuff. I've been going through the back catalog uh, and the promos. Uh, definitely follow them on Facebook. They're, uh, the promos are great. We're putting out promos all the time for upcoming matches. There's always a new show to look forward to. They keep me busy. I promise you that. I, I never have nothing to do. Impact Wrestling has a digital media champion, which is more or less a version of the television title from a couple of generations ago. They use it on some of their online-only shows. Mm -hmm. They use the media champion on the regular television shows. They use it... Uh, for a variety of reasons as far as getting Impact Wrestling out there. Do you foresee a time when digital media championships will be more common within pro wrestling in general, or do you think that's going to be something that is going to stay with Impact more or less exclusively? I think it's a great idea. Um, honestly, before Impact even had the digital media championship. RSW, the back of, they have, have an inner champion, open weight championship. It has its own set of rules, limit, etc. and uh, it's doing great for us. Obviously, the digital media title is doing great for him. Uh, I think it's a great idea, man. Digital media and social media is uh, really doing a lot of good. It's doing bad. It's doing some negative, too, as far as fans, but it's doing a lot of good for pro wrestling, especially independent wrestling. I'm all for it. Everybody should have a digital media title. Well, at this point, our brand-new co-host, the good son, Andrew Michelson, is standing by. I know Andrew has questions as well, so I'm going to pass the interview right over to him. Okay. Um, so I know you're starting your like new promotion and stuff. Um, what was like? What has been the most challenging thing starting your promotion, like your own promotion? Uh, saying no. 
Oh, my goodness. Everybody wants in on it. God bless them. Uh, I know so many good people. And uh, thank goodness it's just not me booking. Uh, there's guys that's been in the business longer than I have that have more respect than I do that can tell these guys no. Because I want everybody – I would go get a loan to pay everybody to have them on this show because I love like, all the people that's hitting me up. Heck, even the strangers, I'm curious. I want to see. But uh, say no, man, because as soon as the announcement – to give guys knock it out of the park it's hard I'm not even sure yeah yeah uh, and we've been super lucky too uh, as far as we didn't have to go buy a ring Real Shoe Wrestling's letting us use their ring they're letting us use a venue we've been super fortunate when it comes to this okay, that's good yeah, I think that would be the hardest part for me is, like, just because, you, like you said, there's so much talent you want out there. So, speaking of going into that, is there, like, a certain, like, talent that you would love to book eventually when you got, you know, comes down the line? Is, like, there a certain name out there that you just would love to have on your show? Yeah, I'll tell you what, yeah. Uh, first name that popped in my head was Jeff Paul. He's a okay. guy here from West Virginia turning heads. He wants a lot of money, though, and I don't have a lot of money, but uh, I would love to get him in a ring just so Billy Knox or one of my guys could slap him around. I would love to get him down here just to get him beat up. That's fair. That's fair. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, of course, there's huge names out there I would love, but I keep telling everybody we got to crawl before we walk. Uh, West Virginia right now has a lot of homegrown talent. We're fine with the guys that we have in PA, Ohio, right here locally. But eventually the day will come we'll get some of those big, big names that the Internet and the world knows, so to speak. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, I think that's – that's like you said, you got to crawl before you run because you can't just go head on because I think that's where a lot of people make mistakes is you start uh, big and then you don't know where to go from there. So I, I like your you got to crawl before you run. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because – like I say, and especially, we're, like I say, we're super lucky right now. There's so many good guys that we can use so we can still have a good store. Yeah. In different places. So it's a good time right now. And uh, another thing, even though we're calling it EIW, I don't want people to think it's just a deathmatch fed or just hardcore. We're getting the work rate, guys. We're going to have technical wrestling. It's not just going to be hardcore wrestling. I said, uh, you know, ECW had their Dean Malenko's and their Chris Benoit's and their two cold Scorpios, so I think we should too. Oh, uh, you actually just kind of answered my my next question because I was going to ask because, yeah, definitely – um. Yeah, because, like, ECW did have their, you know, technical. So I, I was actually, like I said, you kind of answered my next question because I was going to say, I'm like, I know it's an extreme, it says extreme, but there are ones you can be like, uh, it can be um, extreme, but you don't need to always be extreme. So, cool. <laughs> yeah, it just depends on your definition of extreme, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I grew up on ECW. I attended probably over 30 ECW shows. I watched it religiously. Uh, my f- business partner, Billy Knox, he was watching those tapes right along. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's a heavy influence. It's, uh, as far as the television product we're going to make, you'll see a lot of that influence in the television product. 
the the ECW influence is definitely there, but we want to make it our own, of course. That's good. That's good. I don't have any other off the top of my head. So, do you got any other questions, son guy? Yeah. And talk oh, about sure. ECW, Sanga, Sanga. I yeah. appreciate the name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, speaking of running your own promotion, one of the big things that a lot of new promoters run into is they don't fully appreciate or understand how much goes into running a show. It's more than just calling a few wrestlers up saying, hey, are you free this day, and handing them $25 or whatever. You have to find the venue. You have to handle insurance. You have to make sure there's a ring. You have to make sure you have anything required by the state. You make sure you have sponsors. You have to print tickets. There's a lot that goes into promoting. As a new promoter, what has surprised you the most as far as things you didn't actually consider going into it that you have to do? I'm thinking on that. Uh, while I'm thinking, I will say I've been to work under Tim Cross for the past year. Uh, he's he's a great promoter. He knows. I've been in, on long car rides with Tim. I've been at shows with Tim, so I see what he's doing. And uh, he's always there, a phone call away if I need him. As far as things that surprised me, uh, support. To reached out, wanted to be a part of it. So you're hitting me a week, week deep after the announcement, a week away from the show. I'd say uh, ask me after the show, and I'll probably have some crazy answers for you, but uh, I couldn't ask for more right now. This is going even better than expected, and I had super high hopes. I could not be happier. You talked a little about guys that you would most like to use on there. One of the people that regularly wrestles in West Virginia and – is probably one of the best-known extreme type of wrestlers is Madman Pondo. Has he been on the radar as far as getting him to come out and be on your show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Pondo's my buddy. We've had him on the podcast a few times. Still is still performing at such a high level for his age. Uh, I know him and Shadow WX are doing a little tour uh, this December, uh, I know they're hitting up VCW here in West Virginia. There's your plug, Wes. You're welcome. Uh, so uh, they'll be in the area. So, man, if I could snag him and Shadow WX up. Uh, I've been a huge fan of Shadow WX since I was a teenager watching Big Japan. I would love to get those guys, but uh, somebody's going to have to loan me some money so I can do it, honestly. <laughs> Understood. But the day will come, definitely. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee we'll have Pondo at one point. As long as he's still still going, I can see it happening. One of the things that a lot of wrestling companies have been doing over the past few years, 
especially when we entered into the pandemic era, is live streaming their events. Some people feel that live streaming shows can take away from actual ticket sales and people wanting to go to the arena and watch. Others feel that it opens up more revenue streams with people supporting it in other ways, but being able to follow it from outside of their own area. Where do you fall on how live streaming affects professional wrestling, especially on the independent circuit? That's a that's a good one. I can go on all day about that. As a wrestling fan, I know myself, I'm more likely to watch a wrestling show when it's live. Anything can happen when it's live, right? Uh, just think about Nitro and Raw back in the day, how they were doing things. You never knew what was going to happen. So me, I'm more likely to watch a show when it's live. But being on the technical side of things, I know what a pain in the butt it is to stream something live. Uh you have to have the equipment in place. I don't want my product to look to be in 144p for the rest of the time. I would rather record it, edit it, doctor it up, put some bells and whistles on there, make it look nice. When uh, when we go far enough to where we can have the nice WWE Kevin Dunn production, then let's go for it. I'm all for live streaming if you can do it properly. Uh, I watch AR Fox's school down. Uh, out of Indiana. They do great work, but it's so pixelated. It's hard to watch. I love love what they do, but you're just watching somebody streaming from a camera. There has to be a line somewhere. I mean, it's working for them. People are watching it. It's it's not for me. So there's there's pros and cons to it. I love IWTV. I've got a subscription to them, got a subscription to Fight. All these indies stream live on YouTube for free. Uh, it's something I can definitely see us doing uh, down the line, but I want to make sure everything's in place. Now, as a promoter going into your first show, I've been around enough, and I'm sure Andrew's been around enough to know whenever someone starts a wrestling company, they have dozens of wrestlers coming to them, trying to tell them, you should do this, you should do that, you should use this person, don't use that person. How do you, as a new promoter, sort of filter all that information into what is going to be most useful for you? Ah, no, that's a good one. Uh, and believe me, that's happening. Uh, use this guy, don't use this guy. That, uh, there's been plenty of that happening. That's where it's good that I'm not on my own. Um, this is a three-way venture. My buddy Billy Knox, the internet champion of RSW, it's partially his. It's partially Gannon Greens, one half of the former RSW tag team champions of Mount Kilpis. And those guys have, a, like I say, they're respected They've been around for a minute, so thank goodness it doesn't fly solely on me. Or I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I can. Um, like, oh, I think we um, lost you again. There we go. Oh no. Okay. Well, now we got Somebody you. Somebody would get. Okay. 
But, uh, yeah, somebody would happen to get out of line. I think Billy could straighten them out. And at the same time, a lot of folks won't even get out of line because they respect Gannon so much. And I like to think I'm pretty well-liked. But, yeah, you have your bad apples out there. But uh, here in West Virginia, we've been cleaning up the scene the past year. We've been getting rid of a lot of the bad apples. So uh, I think I think we'll be in good shape. Uh, again, I've got to give it up to Tim Cross, too. He's going to point me in the right direction. So I've got a good support team around me, thank goodness. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Now, in West Virginia, the history of pro wrestling there dates back to some of the earliest days of the sport, and in its time, West Virginia was part of the uh, Crockett Territory there in Mid-Atlantic. It had a lot of independent wrestling before many other states saw independent wrestling. There was television there as far as independent wrestling in the 60s and 70s. You also have up in more modern times, a lot of the bigger companies came through West Virginia, whether it's WWE or WCW or whoever in more recent generations. Do you study the history of the sport within West Virginia to sort of gauge what has and has not worked there in the past, or are you looking more at creating something different that the West Virginia fans may not have seen? Yeah, I have to go with the latter. I really want to bring something different. Uh, I remember going to Smoky Mountain Wrestling shows here and watching the Rock and Roll Express. Um, I tell you, when I was going to shows as a kid and as a teenager, it was just a lot of the stereo, stereotypical Southern wrestling. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't what we see on the Indies today. It wasn't until about '02 when Vance Desmond hit the scene, uh, Jason the Gift Kincaid, some of those guys, that we started getting like the ROH work rate stuff. And that, that but uh, as far as right now, I want to bring something that's never been seen in West Virginia. I've got ideas for things that's never been seen in the world. I want to have our own identity. Now, of course, we've got to honor the past, too. I get that. You know, we can't make up our own rules. We've got to keep things the way they have been to a certain extent. But as far as what you'll see on the television product, the video production and things, some of the promos, backstage things, it's going to be different than what you're used to from independent wrestling. I promise you that. You're not just going to see – uh, wrestling in the ring. We're going to have, uh, if you remember XPW back in the day, they were very story-driven. Uh, there for a while, they didn't even have a venue, so they were just filming a soap opera at times. Now, I'm not saying we're going to do that, but I'm saying you will have those soap opera segments. So I'm trying to do things our own way, blaze our own path for sure. All right. Well, Andrew, do you have any more questions on your end? So, um, you know, you brought up the past and everything, and you did bring up that you guys kind of have an influence with um, ECW and stuff. That's kind of – is there any other promoters you kind of are influenced by from the past that you're kind of looking at things, how they ran it to kind of do, you know, maybe improve on what they did? Or is it just kind of like ECW uh, back, like, influence? Or is there more that you're influenced by other than the, the names you've said so far? That's a good question. Uh since we, after we announced the promotion, 
I started watching a YouTube series called uh, Defunct Championship Wrestling, talking about territories that went out of business, promotions that went out of business. And uh, I've been watching it. At the same time, I've always liked what Vince McMahon's doing. I've always uh, – I like Rob Black, what he did back in the day. I've always liked the promoting side of things. Uh, a lot of my friends wanted to be wrestlers when they grew up, and I tried. I wasn't the greatest. I I want to make a product. I want to tell stories. So I got to give it up to everybody. I mean, Crockett Promotions, uh, even Her- Herb Abrams, man. I mean, everybody. Uh, Blue Meanie running 3PW did a great job. So I'm, I definitely, I've been studying that and seeing what worked for promotions, why certain promotions went out of business so we don't make those mistakes. So, uh, yeah, I'm studying up on it. I, I love it all. I really do. People say there's no way you can love all types of wrestling. I love deathmatch wrestling. I love Lucha Libre. I love MA-based uh, work shoots. I love it all. So we're going to blend everything. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, you talked about the digital uh, media aspect of everything and of that. Is there anything digitally you've seen that you think could be better on some ends, or is it kind of like, is there some nitpicking, like, you know, someone, you were talking about the live stream, like, where it's not as easy to do. Is there, like, maybe some, like, I guess music-wise or something that on certain companies that you've seen that, like, maybe could do better, or is there something that, like, has always bugged you more than, like, where you could you wish you could kind of tune it up, or is there something, like, that you know you want to tune up more with your company? Ah, my first thing that popped in my head, fellas, ladies, independent wrestlers, when you're doing those promos, let's put it in landscape mode. Turn that phone sideways. That's my number one thing. I have to tell everybody, turn the phone sideways when you're sending me a promo. That's my nitpick. Um, But as far as, uh, you know, the big companies, obviously they're doing it right and they're making money for a reason. Uh, Here in West Virginia, they've, for the past few years, they've been lazy when it comes to YouTube. They didn't take advantage of YouTube. They should be putting their matches out on YouTube. I know a company here in West Virginia that's bringing in stars, big names that you would know, and it's just sitting on a guy's computer. Like, put it out there. There, They'll edit this stuff. If you don't have the resources to edit it, they'll do it cheap. Just quit sitting on the footage. The talent want their footage out there. I tell people all the time, you never know when a AEW or WWE agent might be browsing YouTube and come across the match. So put your talent's matches out there. That's yeah. a, yeah. Oh, don't get me started. It definitely fires me up. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, I definitely can see that. What are some of your, I guess, favorite, I don't want to, uh, like, characters and stuff you've seen throughout you watching and like even at um you know real shoot wrestling or just in general what have some have been like ones that you would like characters that stand out to you the most like oh that guy definitely i want to book him like what is i guess what catches your eye the most when it comes to a character to a character i've always been a sucker for the cocky heels i was a Shawn michaels guy so uh, again, I'll bring up Jeff Paul. He's a cocky heel right now. I love my cocky heels, but I do love the work rate stuff. I love the guys that don't say a word and go in there and get it done. 
there's just such a variety of characters and new characters, and that's something I'm pushing with EIW. Do something different. Do something that's never been seen. We've got a new kid, Tyler Rossfield. When he cuts a promo, he's in a mask. You don't see it, and it, uh, you don't see his lips moving, but you're going to hear his eerie voice and there's static on the screen and all these digital effects. And then at the end of the promo, he shoots the screen. I like new. I like outside-the-box thinking, um, shoot, I'm thinking like Dirty Ron McDonald out in, on the West Coast. Or, but at the same time, I like guys like Marcus Mathers and Dustin Waller. It, you know, uh, in indie wrestling, thank goodness, you don't have to have this big character game. As long as you can go in the ring, there's fans out there that will buy your merch and will come to see your matches because you can go in the ring. But uh, as far as characters, I gotta go back to Billy. Okay, okay, I like that. For EIW. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's, I like that. Like, I'm kind of the same way. You know, I've always been one that it depends on the character. If if you stand out to me, that's what I want to see. So I, I like your, you know, the cocky heels definitely stand out more and stuff like that. So I definitely. do like that. Heck yeah, yeah. I've always been a sucker for those cocky heels. Uh, like I say, Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho. Uh, if I was a wrestler, that's what I would be. I promise you. Fair, fair. So speaking back, you know, you said you did train a little bit and stuff, and then you you decided to go uh, to the other side of the uh, guardrail. Um, mm-hmm. What made you kind of like? Maybe I don't know. You might answer this. You might have cut out when you were answering it fully. Was there a distinguished, like, oh, it just the ring wasn't for me, or what made you finally decide, like, the the other side was more of your niche? It was really, honestly, the money at the time. Uh, they wanted so much a training session. Uh, I just just had my second child. I was working just to stay above water, just to keep my head above water. And so I can't miss work to train. I can't miss work to yeah. make shows. I, uh, it was mainly just the money aspect that I had to work to start this family. Thanks. I meant where I can ease off the bit and concentrate on wrestling. Just that, uh, back then West Virginia was a whole different place. It's a a bad attitude. That makes sense. Yeah. I definitely can, can understand that. Mm -hmm. Like when, whenever I go to PWS, RSW. Cutting out again. Yeah. Having a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a whole different atmosphere now, and I'm going to impart because it really did. It drove me away from the business years ago. That just, uh, I said, <laughs> I'm in wrestling and I don't like it. Like, I would rather sit in the crowd and enjoy it than be back here listening to all these guys talk bad about each other. That's fair. That's fair. I just got rid of my co-host because he couldn't get along with people and wanted to talk bad about people. So yeah, oh, I'm no. not for negative. No, that's fair. I, I think that's the negative drama about, yeah. yeah, that is the hardest part about the business is just not know it. Some people just can't let professional and personal be out of it, you know. So I definitely, yeah. I I get it, but I definitely understand that. So I mean, a little about. Uh, you know, I I started when I was 16, and so I was a young kid. So and then grew up knowing. So I can I definitely seen it all. You know, all aspects. So I definitely can understand where you're coming from with that. So yeah, definitely. You know, 
trying to keep afloat with money and especially starting a family and stuff. Yeah, definitely right. understand that there. Yeah. Do you think uh, as far as the business, do you think we're in a better place now than it was back then as um, far as backstage back from, atmosphere? Um, For the most part, yeah, I do believe there's some backstage still that, you know, there's some companies that are still kind of letting some, you know, not, not knowing when to, kind of walk in to the once you walk walk into the locker room letting personal be out of the business you know mm-hmm. um i think it's you know like i said i started when i was young and you know so of course i'm the young kid so of course they think oh high school kid he's gonna be the one i'm like uh no i don't care um yep. i and i also started in spokane so i kind of that's a you know the pacific northwest i definitely do think it's better with most drama there's still some here and there like i'm not gonna say there's not um, but I do think, you know, it's getting better, obviously, even in the big leagues, you know, no, not to drop names that, you know, you got the CM Punk drama. There's all, so there's going to be drama no matter what, but I definitely think it's hopefully getting better. Right. So. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah. CM Punk, that's a whole story. I love the guy, but, uh, man, let's be professional. It is, pro- let's put professional back in professional wrestling, please. Exactly. Because that is the hard part is because it's just, you know, you got a bunch of grown men who, you know, let's be honest, we all have a little bit of an ego somewhere. So it's there and you got them all, you know, so it just depends on, you know, are you going to let your personal and how you feel about someone, you know, be left? Are you going to leave that at the door and still just be professional or are you not? You know, that's kind of where where I see it at. It's the people that can be professional that are the best, you know. You're exactly right. I'm the first to say ego is necessary. You've got to have an ego, but uh, you can still get along with people and make business work. Yeah. You can have an ego where, like, for me, I guess with ego is, like, have an ego to where you know your worth so you're not getting, like, shortchanged or anything like that, but don't have an ego where you think you're better than the next guy just because, oh, you might have you might have got booked somewhere where this person didn't. Or, oh, I got to wrestle a big-name person. Well, that's cool. You know, person might not have gotten that chance. Like, there's definitely different aspects of having an ego. And it's the egos that let when they get too big for their heads, that's when it's like, hmm, maybe chill down for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what, uh like, flips me out. Like, I have guys like Beastman that love me and treat me like gold. And then you yeah. have, like, other digital media guys for companies that won't even shake my hand or look at me. So I'm like, exactly. if I have Beastman's respect and you're being a jerk, uh, you're the jerk here, not me. Yeah, no, and I, I completely agree. You know, there's those guys who – or when they do shake your hand, it's kind of that, oh, whatever kind of hand. It's like, it's like oh, I'm shaking your hand because I have to kind of thing. It's like, you know, I, I'm one of – if you – like, I'm all, I've always been on – respect isn't given it's earned so right. if you don't show me respect why am i going to show you respect yep. so that's where i'm kind of you know so i definitely agree with where you're coming from you know it's definitely that you know i've got this person's respect why can't you respect me because oh you think you're better than me why you know it, it's kind of one of those things you know exactly yep and you can tell in the handshake too it might it might yeah. even be a firm handshake but... exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's all good. Like like I say, I know my worth. I know what I'm at. Uh, I know I'm trying to do the best I can to give back to pro wrestling. So if you don't like me, that's okay too. Yeah. 
Uh, you got any more, Sun Guy? Absolutely. Well, All right. When promoters start up, obviously they have to fill the rosters and not only just the in-ring talent, but they have to have referees, ring announcers, interviewers. All of these roles have to be filled. I know you talked on how you had access to Real Shoot Wrestling and several of the other independents around you, but as you go forward, what is going to be your process on finding new talent that you want to bring into the promotion? Are you going to rely on people sending you resumes and video? Are you going to scout people live and in person primarily? Are you going to rely on word of mouth? What do you think is going to be the main source of new talent? It's a good question. Uh, I keep my eye on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I was scouting before I even knew I was scouting. Uh, I'm always watching independent wrestling, some sort of wrestling, whether it's a clip on Twitter or uh, YouTube. So I, I see me counting on that a lot. I see me reaching out to folks. At the same time, if you're interested, hit me up, you know. Let me see what we're working with, and uh, I'll pass it along to the other guys. It's funny you say ring announcer because we had a meeting night before last, and it was me, Gannon, Billy, and uh, head promoter Tim Cross for RSW. And he looked at us, and he said, so who are you guys using for a ring announcer? And we all just looked at each other dumbfounded like, oh, yeah, we need a ring announcer. So I, I believe we found one, but I'm glad Tim mentioned it before next Friday. And, and, yeah, you don't think of those things until you're rocking and rolling. I know I can do backstage interviews. I can run camera. There's a lot. There's going to be a lot of roles for a very, very few people at first. But as we expand, make money, and can bring people in, then, uh, yeah, then we'll be looking for new wrestlers, new play-by-play guys. I'll tell you who I'd like to have on caller commentary. I'm looking at Captain Decapitate out of uh, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. He's uh, doing movies, uh, just started his own podcast, Jesse Green. I'd love to have that guy on play-by-play or uh, caller commentary. So, yeah, I'm I'm constantly scouting. I didn't even know I was scouting, but uh, there's people I like and would love to bring in. In a perfect world, Joe Dombrowski. Let's get Joe Dombrowski to EIW. He's pretty good. Now, if you ever oh, yeah. get real stuck, I mean – there are some people here at Turnbuckle Turmoil with ring announcing experience. So okay, noted. Very true. <laughs> Thank you. Noted. I appreciate that. I mean, if if, if I had to say, you know, uh, he is probably one of the better announcers, Dimitri. Uh, he's he's my all-time favorite ring announcer, I won't lie. Um, he's mm-hmm. definitely got the talent and experience, and um, he's got the voice for it, too. So I agree with the uh, guy get there we definitely do have some experienced uh very well experienced ring announcers see and that's why i love wrestling man i love the wrestling community always making connections and intricate you know uh you meet somebody new every day that can do something different so getting on this podcast there you go found me some ring announcers there you go <laughs> mm-hmm. i will point out even though i am completely biased i definitely agree with Andrew on Dimitri, and I will also point out he is licensed in his home state, making him one of the, I believe, only 
non-national company ring announcers in the state of Washington. So you know he's Wow. I, yeah, I believe that is true. Nice. Okay. Well, good. I hope he's making the big bucks then. He should be. Ain't very, very Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Good to note it. I will definitely make a note of that. One of the other roles that most often from my perspective goes very unnoticed, a lot of times it's a thankless position, but the role of photographer in wrestling is very important. You have mm-hmm. photography that is necessary when you're doing promotional flyers, when you are working on the website, they're very, very beneficial. Just chronicling the history of the promotion photographers can be extremely vital. Do you have photographers in place to make sure that there is still photography set for your show, or is that something you haven't considered at that point? Thank goodness we do. Thank goodness one of our trainees is one of the best on the East Coast, Dakota Gation. Uh, He works as Muscles in BCW. He works under different ring names. He'll also be working for us. So uh, I've seen the guy literally take off the camera and jump in the ring and wrestle on BCW shows and RSW shows. He'll be there taking pictures. A, A heel comes out to the ring. They're talking smack. I'll challenge anybody. Dakota puts down his camera and gets in there, and the dude's built. He's buff. He can throw you around. So I'm very thankful to have him on the roster, not just for his in-ring work, but he can take some killer photos too. So we got that working for us. I know a few great photographers out of Pittsburgh from uh, no-ring deathmatch shows that I attend. And talk about a thankless job. The roaming cam man needs some uh, credit too. I'd like to think I'm one of the better ones out there. So, uh, I, I put in some pretty good work there. I'll toot my own horn there all day. I will definitely agree with you on there because the roaming fan guy is definitely in the most uh, hectic position because like, oh, same with the photographer that's like right up in the action because you're like, you might get hurt. You never know. <laughs> oh, it's happening. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I got kicked right between the legs uh, last Friday. The guy was ch- uh, choke slamming another guy through a table at a no ring show, and his foot caught me right between the legs when he was going up. Ooh. And yeah. you weren't and before, your No, no, I didn't think I had to. And right, you were think. <laughs> I thought, I thought, but no, those no ring shows are a whole different beast. The match before that, oh, uh, a guy threw another guy on a chair, and it landed on my foot, so I was already limping around. So, yeah, oh, yeah, I've, I've been caught in the line of fire. That's where it's good to get these guys that watch wrestling, that can anticipate spots, that kind of know what may or may not happen. So I kind of take pride on get to this corner if this guy's going off the top turnbuckle on the other corner and things yep. of that effect. That's definitely good. Yeah, that's don't indie wrestling promoters don't just put anybody on the roaming cam. Just do a hard cam if you're going to have a guy running around just with one hand yeah. holding the camera and crooked. Oh man, no. Let's let's not have some with experience. (laughs) 
but I agree 110 percent. The photographers, uh, roaming cam, even music guy. Let's give it up for the guy that runs music. Oh, uh, yeah. If they're definitely. not on point, that can ruin things. <laughs> True. If the, yeah, the music have, messed up, it definitely can. Yeah. I think we've yeah. all been on those where the sound person doesn't seem to know what they are doing, and it really throws off the rhythm of the show. So you're yeah. exactly mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing worse than a wrestler coming out and uh, there's a ad on the, their YouTube video before their entrance theme. <laughs> or the wrong music. Or the wrong music. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've seen that plenty. I saw guys come out to the same music right after each other, guys that were facing yep. each other. On numerous shows, too. too. I'm like, why have you not yeah. figured it out yet? Yeah. Now, the worst okay. is like, and then, well... The worst is when you're like you're told, oh, you're coming out first. Then your opponent music plays, and you're just sitting there like, wait a minute, I what? And then so you got to like work, you know, you make it work, but it's, it ain't definitely are like yeah, or completely wrong music that you're like, whose music is this? And it's, it ends up being someone else's in the locker room. That their matches until like fifth. Yep, <laughs> that's actually even happened to me. I've happened to me (laughs) it's not that rare i guess if i only had two matches and it happened to me one out of two times yeah yeah it's indie wrestling make it work yep also very bad is when no music plays during the entrance and then around a minute into the match somebody's musical hit yep and it confuses people yep I go, is there a running? No, there was never a running. Yeah, or even worse, it's the guy that's going to win the match, and they was just getting the music ready. I mean, if wrestling yeah. was predetermined, something like that could yeah, happen, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll shoot, right? I'll shoot. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> that's got me in a lot of trouble. I try to show a lot of uh, backstage vlog material on my yeah. uh, YouTube channel, and a lot of folks have said uh, I was killing the business and this and that. And my argument is the fans at home are only seeing half the beauty of wrestling. And it, it's yeah. great seeing that half. But let me show you a little bit of what happens behind the curtain and on the road. The camaraderie, yeah. the adventures. So that's my argument to that. And plus, yeah. I'm not the first doing it. AEW was doing it on national TV. Come on now. Right. Well, let's be honest, you know. Everyone knows it's a work. Not 99.9% of the people that watch this knows it's a work. They know that, you know, okay, I'll put it this way. Cena and Randy Orton, two of the best rivals in the world. Everyone knows they're best friends in real life. Like, come on. Like, everyone knows it definitely isn't just, you know, definitely, like, obviously there is a point to keep kayfabe around if you're at a show, definitely. But, like, outside of the business and stuff, it's kind of like, especially with the internet now, it's almost impossible to not have something out there. Like, Shoot, you know when a you know when a diva's pregnant nowadays. You know when uh, a WWE superstar and his and their significant other break up. You know all that nowadays, especially or even just yep. not even WWE. You know it's it's just there's everything out there nowadays. It's so hard not to find something. You know exactly, exactly. And I've got to give it up to some of our young guys at RSW. There's guys that sometimes work with a mask and work without a mask. And they're oh, yeah. determined. They keep ahead. Out here, determined to keep kayfabe alive. Yeah, and I, I definitely respect that. You know, like most people, yeah, you know, like it is. Uh, you know, if you wrestle with a mask without, it's definitely it works. You know, I definitely know 
you know, I've watched multiple promo- promotions on YouTube or even, you know, in the Pacific Northwest, everywhere, you know, there are people who will work one gimmick under a mask and work other, you know, not under a mask and you wouldn't know, you know, it's like, yep. oh, uh, you know, and I, I do give all the young credit for that because it's not easy, you know, even as me, who I, I'm just a no- one character, it's hard for me to, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm this in the ring but then you know so the people that can do both gimmicks and still keep it alive it's like wow yeah and i do have to say i'm favoring kayfabe a lot more than now that i'm running a promotion because i want to tell stories so (laughs) i'm not going to be running around backstage filming the guys that are feuding anymore i don't think not at my shows at least (laughs) unless it's like them beating each other up or something definitely definitely film that (laughs) oh yeah that's happening So, going to storyline, do you prefer long-term stories or, like, shorter, or are you kind of, like, a good in-between? Like, what is your, like, preference on storyline telling? I do love I, – I love it all, but I, I – I, if you can pull off a long-term story and do it right, I love it. Uh, you know, I, wouldn't it be cool as soon as a guy – go ahead – and just hang on to it for a couple years. Just don't put it yeah. out there. And then two years down the road, well, look at what happened day one at the Performance Center. If you could do something yeah. like that, I think that'd be really cool. Oh, so sure. I'm going to try yeah. to do some stuff like that for sure. Okay, so you, you like the – are you more of like – okay, I've always been – I love like the personal storylines, like, you know, mm-hmm. where they make it kind of personal. Are Do you like those? Or are you more just kind of a – you'd rather see it like just in the ring kind of like they don't bring out like the, you know – you know how Edge went to Cena's home at one point, or stuff like that. Like, what are you? I, I've I've always been a more personal storyline. Like, oh, you for know, sure. you were you weren't you once were my best friend. Now you're not, kind of thing. So, like, what do you prefer? I guess that that way too. Uh, I, yeah, I'm like you. Let's make it personal. I have to say, right now, Willie Storm and uh, Billy Knox, the promos they're putting out, it's getting really personal. Uh, and I couldn't be prouder of the promos Willie's cutting because he's hit a whole new level. We all knew Billy was great at cutting promos. But right now in EIW, we just started, and we're already telling a really personal story. We're making some digs at each other, and uh, it's getting fiery. Well, I'm like you. Yeah, let's make it personal, uh, you know, as long as nobody's feelings are really getting hurt. You know, let's yeah. cut as close to the bone as we can without cutting the bone. Cool, cool. Well, guys, we've come down to the last bit of the program today, and I want to make sure Spooky Lou has plenty of time. If there is anything you want to say in closing, plug and promote anything and everything you would like, from social media to the upcoming shows to your favorite seafood restaurant, anything in the world you want, floor is yours. Awesome. Thank you. First of all, thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's funny. I do a similar thing on podcast. The last ten few minutes, I give folks a chance to promote their socials and everything. So I guess I'll start with the podcast, uh, kind of what brought me to the game. Check us out on YouTube, Russell Roney Plus. Uh, Russell, then like macaroni, Roney, all one word, then plus. Uh, you'll see uh, – over a hundred episodes of Russell Roney. We've got action from SW, from BCW, from PWL. We've got no ring deathmatch action, and we're not talking just fan cams. We're talking hard cam, roaming cam, 
logos in the corner, uh, title graphics, all that good stuff. It it looks pretty slick, I gotta say so. So check out the YouTube channel, give us a subscribe. Huh. That's gonna hey, be I found the whole... you real quick. Hmm? I found you real quick. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, good, good, good. <laughs> That'll be the exclusive platform for EIW. So if you can't, if you're not in the area and you can't make it to a show. I have made a promise to the fans. Uh, our first two shows, I promise you, they'll be up for free in their entirety. And then we'll figure out what we're going to do from there on out. Uh, as far as EIW, our first show is next Friday, November 17th. Uh, if you're interested in coming, if you're in the area, you got to contact us for the venue details. Unless you pay for a ticket, you're not going to know where it's at. It's a top-secret fight club type of deal. Uh, it's a... Uh, you can bring your kids. That's up to you. What kind of parent are you? I'm not going to judge anybody. I'd bring my kids, but it's not the safest environment for kids. I will give everybody a heads up on that. We've got the RSW Internet Championship on the line. Fox against Outlaw Willie Storm in the first ever EIW death match. We also have the RSW Junior Heavyweight Championship on the line. Brother Duzan just won it last weekend at Fairmont State. He will be defending against El Grego. I've got a bone to pick with El Grego, so I hope Duzan lights him up. We'll have Mount Kilpis. We'll have Zayden Kane. A lot of new stars to be announced. You don't want to miss it. I promise you that. Real Shoot Wrestling comes back to Monongah December 2nd for the third Krampus Mania. Last year's Krampus Mania was insane, and I know this one will be as well. As far as socials, uh, go give the Extreme Independent Wrestling uh, Facebook, a brand-new Facebook page. Give it a like. Uh, check me out on Twitter, at Carpenbarker, C-A-R-P-E-N-B-A-R-K-E-R. WrestleRoney's also on Twitter, or X. Uh, but definitely check out the WrestleRoney YouTube. That's the main thing. The RSW YouTube, some other great promotions in the area, Premier Wrestling League, Mid-Atlantic, Victory Championship Wrestling. Um, no, If you're into death matches and punk rock, get of Outlook, Morgantown, West Virginia, at 123 Street. Yeah, like I say, uh, keep an eye on West Virginia. That's what I want to preach from the mountaintop. Uh we don't get the love we should, and I think now's the time. I said around this time last year that a perfect storm was brewing. Couldn't have been more right. It's it's happening right now, and I'm not just talking about myself. There's so many promotions doing a lot of good stuff. Uh, like I say, we're weeding out the bad guys, getting rid of them so the good guys can come up. It's a good time to be a West Virginia independent wrestling fan. Just support all independent wrestling. There's so much good stuff out there. Just go out and give it a shot. Go to a local show. Uh, I promise you, you won't be disappointed unless it's a really bad shindy. Then I can't speak for those. But the majority are putting out great work. Uh, T2T in Pittsburgh, run by MV Young, doing awesome. They're live every Thursday night on Indie uh, Wrestling Network. Awesome product. So there, there's your free plug, MV. That's about all I can think of. T-shirts on T-Public if you want a Russell Rooney T-shirt, but don't, that's fine too. All right. Well, Spooky Lube, I want to thank you very, very much for being with us. We appreciate your time, and best of luck next week as you launch EWI. 
Thank you, sir. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on, and long live EIW. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. turn some heads. I promise you that. There you go. All right, guys, the best. Up, Andrew. Do you have anything you want to plug, promote? Um, I mean, the next my the next time I'm if people want to come see me wrestle will be November 25th at Inclusion. It's gonna be. Me and Tomcat Jones, my little brother, in a two out of three falls match for the CPW championship. The, yeah. I will be there as well. Uh, you can also find me and Chicken Bob on all the usual social medias. We will be at Northwest Pro on the 18th, followed by, as mentioned, Inclusion Pro Wrestling on the 25th. You can also find us right here this coming Sunday on the show. We have Colin Stevens out of Texas, a great young referee, doing some great things there. And also one week from today we have an extra hour for you as we have two big guests. We have the icon Scott Hamrist out of North Dakota. He runs a really, really good wrestling podcast as well. We are going to be talking to him. We'll start half an hour earlier than our normal time, and then when we wrap up with him, we'll be joined once again by Buck Sexton. He is the promoter of the promotion there in Danville, Indiana, Warrior Pro Wrestling. He basically purchased what was left of Hoosier Pro Wrestling, turned it into Warrior Pro, and has been doing very, very well. So we welcome Buck back a week from this coming Sunday. We have referee Becky Pence out of Ohio. She works a lot with XBW. Two weeks from today, Bill Colville, who was, I guess a good word would be, a confidant of the Von Erichs. He was often seen on world-class television leading them to the ring. He is also involved in the upcoming film, The Iron Claw, so we'll have him. And then the next week, the 26th, on that Sunday, we have Bruiser Koloff to wrap up November. So lots of great programming right here. Make sure you have plans to be with us. Everybody stay safe. Get out there. Support your local independents if you have some around you. And we will talk to you soon.